Blog Talk Radio. Blessings, blessings, blessings to you up there in cyberspace. So thankful for you to join in with us on this beautiful Sunday afternoon. My name is Elder Coilette James. I want to take the opportunity to welcome you to the It's Real Radio talk show, where my funny man, Mr. D.L. Henry, is on the line with us as well. Hello, sir. How are we this wonderful Sunday morning? Oh, well, it ain't morning no more. Sunday afternoon. It ain't afternoon either. My fault. Sunday evening. Sometimes time get away from you. So thank God. Well, you did get the Sunday part right. It is Sunday, so ain't that. (laughs) I know sometimes I have the the days mixed up. Yes. But it is is awesome. How you doing today? Everything lovely? I am awesome. Yes, sir, it is lovely, lovely, lovely. I'm so Wonderful. so blessed to uh, to be chatting with you and, and with our radio listeners. What an awesome time we had on yesterday with the ladies of View yes. from the Pew. And, you know, the conversation went in such a way that it just kind of just incited me, I should say, to uh, to talk about our dreams today and, and keeping them relative because – I believe that we all go through seasons of life where, you know, our dreams seem to get put on the shelf and we think possibly that they've even died out or that, you know, they're unobtainable. But you know what? There is an appointed time, as God said in Habakkuk 2, there is an appointed time. He said, write the vision, make it plain, that they that read it can run with it. For though it carry it still should come to pass. So I thank and praise now, God. Let me, I kind of paraphrase that last part, but go ahead. I don't care, but let me tell you somebody. Now, you know this is an anointed radio show right here. Did y'all just hear Minister Collette quote a scripture from Habakkuk? Who has ever quoted a scripture from Habakkuk? That's when you know you're anointed. That's what I'm talking about. I, you know when I feel the glory of God already. Who quotes a scripture from Habakkuk? I can you understand. Say, excuse me, say, you, you are a pastor, so I'm sure you've got quite a few of them. You can just kind of pull out and have it well. I'm just saying, you came out of Habakkuk. That did something in my spirit. I said, Habakkuk. All right. Yep, that Did that get you in your shot right now? Yes, sir. <laughs> I thought to go up right there. But you know what? It's real, though. Seriously, when you when you really start to to think about the Word of God, which we live and base our lives on, we should anyway. He said there was an appointed time for that vision. So you know, what right. we thought was the appointed time may not have been the appointed time, but that does not stop the fact that there is an appointed time. You know? Now you said something I mean, right there. You said. I'm serious. The same way, when you think about it, D.L., the same way you believing or not believing in God does not make him any more or less real, it's the same thing with our (laughs) dreams. Whether you believe that it has an appointed time or not, it does. Now, the key is if you dry up, you know, put it on the shelf and just get into your sulk and and decide that, you know, well, it ain't going to never happen, then you can forfeit that. 
You can be so caught up in your own self-pity and your own world that you'll miss that point in time, and that's what we don't want to see happen. Well, you know what I just think about even yesterday and how powerful it was and, and what Dr. Ionetta was saying, even about the vision uh, that she had. Uh, what was it? Was it five or seven years ago when you guys first yeah, started? seven years ago. Mm-hmm. Seven years seven ago. Seven years ago. Seven years ago. You tried to, try to, you know, start it out with it, and, and, and it's amazing how, you know, things can uh, turn around and, and, and be relevant. You just, you know, you go through life, you go through things, uh, but you don't lose. You know, even though she went through so much, she still mm-hmm. had that vision that that was going to be something. And seven mm-hmm. years later, Oh, my goodness. I think I was even, uh, you know, I was so blessed by the show yesterday, and it was so amazing uh, today on Facebook, and I think you liked it. It was something that I said five years ago that was relevant I know, I for saw a word that, that I yep. needed to, today. And I'm saying to myself, yep. I'm saying, you know what, I, it was me that said it, but I'm like, I, I felt like it was the Lord because I needed that <laughs> right then and there. I, I put laugh out loud on the back of it, but I'm telling you, it's amazing how – Something can you could say something five years ago, and it can Absolutely. be relevant to this time. I mean, and that, that let me tell you something, DL. I, I was going, I was on a friend's page a few days ago, and I found that this was this blew my mind. On this individual's page, he had a note that I posted probably I think it was 2013, something like that. So like four mm-hmm. years ago. I posted this. I had forgot I even posted the note. Then that's that's how deep it was. Completely forgot it. And when I read it, there was a prayer in the midst of it that I needed that day, that day. Okay. And so it's like, and I had I put a post up. It's amazing how God can give you something in your prayer time in one season right. that you can pull forward to the next season. It's so right. amazing. It is, uh, um, and then you say, that's when, that's when you Tanya Roberts has joined us as well. Hello, ma'am. Is it, tell Tanya she early for the next show. Hey! <laughs> what you say? Tell Tanya what you she early for the next show. Ah. <laughs> you know what? I'm sorry. We can't all be rich like you. I have to work on a job. <laughs> I know it's so. I know I'm going to have to start See, getting I, funny. I, I, I'm going to have to start getting paid for something out here. <laughs> <laughs> we just had to have a good time thus far. Just got off. She just got off at five and jumped on the line. So I'm thinking and praising God for it. So it's all good. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> for real. So, Tam, today we're talking about keeping our dreams relevant. And, you know, last night was such a powerful show. It just really sparked something within me that, you know, we can get to a place. And I thank God for Inetta's transparency because she was like, you know, I didn't keep my focus this whole time. You know, I had my faith in God, but she walked through so much that she did lose the focus. The dream was on the shelf. She wasn't thinking about dream and nothing else. It was trying to, she literally was just trying to stay alive, okay? We yeah. did keeping the dream yeah. alive. She right. was trying to keep herself alive, you yes. know? Yes. So we walked through so much that can cause us to forget about that that God has placed in us. But the beauty of our God is he doesn't forget. You know what, sis, can I just um, just join in right here to say to you, I remember very, very, very much um, like it was yesterday because I was with you in the beginning. Um, actually mm-hmm. not on the show, but I was there with you when you guys were every morning, every taping and every everything. Yep. And yep. I remember you yep. and I were talking, and I said, um, this is a while back, and I said, you know, the Lord showed me that these very same women are not going to be the very ones on that show. Some of you, but a lot of you won't. And it's just amazing, like she's saying, seven years. And when she mm-hmm. said that last night, I was like, it's been seven years? Like, yeah. wow. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. believe that no. either. I couldn't believe that either. Yeah. I couldn't believe that. I was like, it's been seven years since when that, when that took place. And then I kind of start having mm-hmm. to calculate in my mind. But, you know, when you said um, keep your dreams um, relevant, I want to say something. That, that is so powerful, like you're saying, because on your journey of what you truly believe in your heart and what you know that God showed you, 
on your journey, the enemy is always trying to show you that God didn't show you that, that it was just you. Mm. So mm, that's it, good. Yeah, yeah, because in what happens, and I believe that is, because that's what the enemy does to come along. It's not because he has the power that God has, but his is to kill, steal, and destroy. And that's why a mm-hmm. lot of our visions and a lot of things have been killed and been stolen from and destroyed, because not because the enemy had that much power, but because when he planted that seed and told us of what we couldn't do. Or when, or when you remember mm-hmm. that time when you did that? And then you begin mm. to think, like she's saying last night, you begin to think to yourself, well, Lord, maybe it wasn't, maybe it was just all me, you know, period. Mm. I remember my grandmother saying to me, if you don't get married by a certain time, you're not going to get married. You're going to be, a, you're going to be, mm. a, um, she said, you're going to be a, like an ogre um, living alone, you know. And, mm. I, and I remember wow. for so long me going, crying, going, I, I don't want to be like that. Oh, my God, I'm going to, I'm going to be like that. And finally mm. one day the Holy Spirit said, what did I tell you? Did I tell you that? Wow. And see, what people got to realize, and I'll end it on this. When you believe in someone like I believed in my grandmother or we believe in our mother or, you know, Mother Axiom, it was me and your godmother, spiritual godmother. When you believe in people like that, whatever they say is verbatim. And it's not because they're, they're wrong. It's that they're also human like we are sometimes too. Mm-hmm. And I, mm-hmm. my grandmother had the gift of seeing and the gift of prophecy. So whatever she said was verbatim to me. So could you imagine mm-hmm. me saying, I'll never forget when she finally died, I went, I'm never going to get married. Oh, my God, I'm going to be mm-hmm. a monk. I'm going to be an ogre locked in a house alone. And I, be, and I, re, I had a vision board. And i never forget I had the wedding dress on it and my career and everything. I remember taking it down and ripping it up and saying wow. this will never take place. Well, good Lord, now wow. I'm married five years later. You know what I'm saying? And now, sis, I'm just starting to see my very dreams and different things starting to shift and move and how mm. God is positioning favor for me ahead. That's why the word of God says, yeah. praise him in advance. Yeah. When you praise God in advance, you're praising God because you know no matter what it looks like, no matter what it seems like, no matter what it feels like, you know that it is going to come to pass, period. Mm. So thank you for bringing that up. So a lot of people need to know that it is hard. But when you keep hoping, hope is something that when everything else dies, it's that light that's still shining and saying, Mm -hmm. I know my Mm -hmm. God is going to come through. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to end it on that. No, but that's good. That's good. I remember talking to you um, last year on my 60th birthday. I don't know if you remember this, but I was at church. I was at early morning prayer. And you and I were on the phone talking, and I said, I can't believe that God waited till I turned 60 to start manifesting these different things in my life, you know. And and that was yes, deep to me. But I yes, do what the one thing that I had to come to grip with is, in our mind, age is just a number. You know, a day to God is of a thousand years to us. It, age is just a yeah. number. It, it's like yeah. I was looking. There was there was a post on Facebook, and and I was looking at this woman, and and I mean, and she was a Caucasian woman, woman, and, and I'm saying this for a reason because you know they don't hold their age well. This woman was 100 years old, still in ministry, doing her thing, talking crystal clear, driving her own car. You know, wow. and, and it just amazed wow. me because I'm like, OMG, look at God. She almost yes. died in her 20s. She had tuberculosis. She said she can remember laying in the bed because back then that was a death sentence. She said she is the only one on her ward in the hospital that walked out that hospital. Everybody else died. But she said she remembers laying in the bed, just a mess, where she had just coughed up all of this mess and said she could hear the nurse and the doctor talking, and the nurse asked the doctor, do you want me to go ahead and wash her up and get her cleaned up? And she said the doctor picked up her arm, felt her purse, her pulse, and dropped her arm down and said, no, me, she won't even be here in the morning. And she said when the doctor did that, she began to pray and told the Lord, Lord, if you raise me up from this bed, I'll serve you the rest of my life. She was in her 20s. This woman is now 100 years old, 
sharp as a tack, I promise you, still driving, look good. I'm just like, wow, look at God. That's but powerful. see, we, we get caught up in numbers. God don't get yes, caught up do. in numbers. If he did, Sarah would have never birthed Isaac. You know what I'm saying? If he got caught up in numbers, mm-hmm. Moses, as we talked about last night, wouldn't have at 80 years old went to Egypt to lead the children of Israel. We got to understand that we get caught up in the wrong things. When we get caught up in the will of God, then that and only then will our dreams really, really begin to manifest for us because then we take our eyes off of situations, off of circumstances, off of numbers, and begin to truly, truly believe God. So powerful. Well, yeah, it is. And, 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 and to be perfectly honest with you, when I, I realize more and more as I, as I uh, grow older, uh, how how fast time is going and how it yes. really yeah. doesn't matter because if you yeah. would have told me, I remember you from the pew. I remember you talking about it, and you mm-hmm. told too. me that it was yeah. seven years ago. You couldn't have told yeah. me that last night. I said, "Well, you know they lying, but I ain't gonna say nothing." Uh, I said, "Maybe <laughs> they're doing it for effect." No. You know, I'm just Ooh. like, but it, I know I'm saying to myself, I know it ain't been seven years. Because I remember yes. Colette telling me, look, I'm getting ready to do this show with these women. And I remember y'all doing the show. And I'm saying seven years ago. Mm-hmm. That was mm-hmm. We're not yeah, talking DL, about, think about it. Years. I met you 10 years ago. Now, now think about that. that I met you 10 years ago. That can't be true. Wow, that's, that's powerful. Truth. On the cruise, 2008. Wow. Wow. 2008. Is that when you got married again to Carlton? No, I remarried Carlton in 2009. Wow. Right. That is, you know, when you, you know, it says, I love the scripture right. in the word. When it says, Lord, teach me the number of my days. Mm. Now that I may be able to live them out. In wisdom, teach me to know the number of my years, meaning mm. the days where you won't count them, but you'll know what God say to be true. I am for the yeah. first time in my life, um, 52 years old, I will literally, if God will bless in December, be 53. One, I didn't even think I'd make it that far. When I look oh, back on right. my life and all the things that I went through yeah. and the circumstances, I didn't even think I was going to live that long. But now I'm looking at my life, and for the first time, I don't even feel like I'm 50. I feel like I'm 20-something. My Mm -hmm. energy and how I feel about things and my outlook now and the joy that he's given me. You know, I heard a Mm -hmm. message this morning, and he said, God has the final say. He has the final verdict. And that's what I love so much because when so many people spoke, and said, you will never amount to anything. You will never Mm. do anything. Those are the things that I heard. But now I look Mm -hmm. back at my life, and I'm just so grateful to God how he has kept me and imparted his spirit Mm. in me. And he never gave up on me when I gave up on myself. So now Mm. I'm looking, and I'm excited and looking forward. Like D.L. said, I look at every day how fast it's flying by. How quick, yes. but did he not say, I will speed up the number of days for my very elect? Yeah, he did. And, 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 let, and let me you say know what this. I believe and that I means? Huh? Go ahead, no, go D. What you said? No, 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 baby. I, I, I want to hear what you No, I was <laughs> going to say that of just about, about time, and I'm not saying this because she's my co-host, but you're talking about 10 years ago. I'm going to tell you how good God is because, wow. to be perfectly honest with you, Ten years ago, Colette looked better today than she did ten years ago to me. She looked younger. She exactly. looked younger. That that she and that's what I'm saying about God. And when you talk about in God's timing, and when you're in God, God has mm-hmm. a way of I wouldn't say reversing time, but stopping time. And sometimes don't it he seems preserve it? He, he preserves it. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm saying to myself, to me. She's beautiful more today than she was then. That's and I'm just like, you know what, but that's 10 years ago. So it mm-hmm. seems as if she should be getting worse, but she's actually getting better. 
Yeah, but, but you know what? I'm, I'm with you on that one. That's what his word said. He will renew our like youth. And yes. I took that word. I I, re, I took that word to heart, and I used to declare that word over my life, seriously. And so now I see it coming to pass. You know, I'm like yes, you, Tanya. I don't feel sixty. That's the number on my birth certificate. It said well, I was born in 1956. So that means in October, Lord say the same. I'll be sixty-one, but I don't. Feel that, you know. No. I, I give y'all don't look, look sixty and fifty-two. If y'all was a little bit younger, you. I mean older, I I get not married. I go for you. Oh, see, that's why we love you, ma'am. You know what? Don't be having me feel all good. I'm gonna think I'm too cute, and I ain't gonna be able to get off the phone. You know, uh, you know what I think, God. Y'all, for, women, y'all look good. I would I would have never went collect when She was sixty years old. I was like. Hold up now. I knew she was older. But you want me to tell you something? <laughs> you know, D, I talked to the you know, business no, that I mean, she told me she was 60. I was like, no. I know. I know. She was like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. I yeah, when like, she put oh, that picture on Facebook, she was like a new hairdo for my 60th mm-hmm. birthday. I was like showing everybody mm-hmm. I went, look at my sister. She looked like, I swear, looked like she reversed 10 years. On her life, and I thought I was I thought I was pretty chocolate. But I said, Okay, ain't the only thing that's chocolate. (laughs) You know what's amazing to me though, and that God is so amazing because I I, I'm like what my sister said. He you know, your he will make your your youth as a noonday and and it's the truth. When I talk to people in the business that I'm in, a lot of times I have to ID people and a lot of times I'm looking at people going, "Wow, they're 60." I mean, I, I, wow, they're like only they're only like 30 something, and I'm and they're like, "How old are you? You look younger than me." You know, uh-huh. and, I have, and every day I have to say, I just give God the praise because what I've been through, yeah. and I, you got to hear me, all the things, all the fights and bad relationships and abuse and all kinds of stuff going on with my life. I literally. Would not have ever pictured God have making me look like that. But out of all the things on my journey, and I have been hit in the face before with objects and all kinds of things, I cannot believe God has preserved me. And I'm so grateful to him for it. I can, I give him praise every morning because of it. Every morning. Mm. Because I shouldn't be like this. I shouldn't look like that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I I feel you totally. I totally, totally feel you. You know, I mean, I think back on the drugs and all the the abuses mm-hmm. that I put my body through and everything, and and I just thank God. You know, um, I'll I'll miss with you, Tanya. On in September, I will have known you twenty nine years. Okay, almost thirty <laughs> years. So, um, wow. you know, I, God has been. So faithful and so good, yes. you know. And yes. and I just I I did a kingdom empowerment nugget of, uh, a little while ago, just dealing with our dreams. I mean that after last night, it just was resonating in my spirit that we cannot give up on our dreams. We have to keep them relevant. You know, you are a Amen. relevant individual. Everybody under the sound of my voice, I'm telling you, you are relevant. You've got to keep the relevance in your relevance, you know, so you cannot lose heart and lose sight of what God has created you for. We all have purpose and destiny. I believe that right this moment on this broadcast, we're here for a purpose and a destiny. You know, God created us for such a time as this that we could just, Three of us can come together and encourage someone else to don't lose heart. Don't lose your faith. And if you have lost your focus, get it back. Get it you back. You know what? And, uh, and, and, and that's what, uh, you know, it's amazing that you said that because yesterday um, I, uh, I took and I put a comment uh, on uh, my thing, and it's just things that God uh, gives me, and it, it reminds me of myself, and I'm trying to think exactly uh, what I said. I said, I must, in parentheses, capital letters, now change my focus. And it's not so mm. much of changing my focus, it's back reflecting of what God told me. You know, because wow. sometimes you go through life and you, you begin to, uh, like like Dr. Arnetta said, you know what, you, 
you you fighting all these things, you know, whether it's, you know, for me, you know, divorce and, you know, I used to, mm-hmm. and, and then I was uh, dealing with people. I used to say, you know what, um, I didn't know if I had a fetish for the handicap or what when I was getting in these relationships because <laughs> it was one that was bipolar, then the other one had autistic kids. I'm like, you know, a father, I don't know mm-hmm. what's going on with me, but uh, at this point in my life, I have to get refocus on the things that uh, you told me, and, I, and, and I'm going to tell you how, what God did. I had an interview with Kendra. Kendra, uh, well, it used to be Bellamy. Norman Bellamy, Holmes. yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Right, and so but she's married Holmes. now. I know exactly and, who you're talking about, yeah. Right. So I did a, I did a she asked me to do a, a, for her, her show to do an interview with her. So I did an interview with her, and it went really, really well. And out of all the things, she she calls me after we get off the show. She texts me, and she says to me, "The Lord." No, she didn't say the Lord. She said she told me afterwards. She asked me to come and speak at her church Easter Sunday. Hmm. Who does? Wow, wow. And so um, Hmm. I accepted. She and, and what was so crazy was she was like. I didn't expect you to accept. She said, but that, I knew that's what the Lord told me. Went down mm-hmm. there. She said, now, I knew you was funny, but I didn't know you had all of that in you. And yeah. her members was like, when are you coming back? They even mm-hmm. hit me on Facebook the other week. I enjoyed your message. Well, that was Easter Sunday. Mm-hmm. When are you coming back? And so God has a way of of, of putting you in a position to let you know that you still need it for kingdom purpose. Yeah. Yes. You know, and to get back, Absolutely. you know, because I, I love comedy, but ministry was my first love, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I understand that it's a different format, but it was something seeing the people get a word from the Lord and be wanting to change their lives and make a difference mm. in their lives. Because mm. my topic was, uh, uh, because of who you are, you've been dogged. Now, I'm going to preach that everywhere I go. Mm. Because the simple fact is that because of who you are, you've been dogged. And so you have to, to, to realize uh, that we go through the things that we go through uh, because of who we are. Uh, you know, mm. Colette, uh, even Tanya, the stuff that you've gone through, you've been dogged because your life is not about you. It's about getting uh, the other people out of their prisons. That's why Paul was so effective. Right. You know, even when he yep. was in his prison, he was able to send a letter, you know, or a word to li- deliver folk out of their prison. And I mm-hmm. think about mm-hmm. how many times, you know, um, I have been, uh, I, I would have to say scared, afraid maybe even, um, to make moves. But you know what? I think about your ministry, Colette. Uh, I really do. And about how you just trusted God. You just, you about the most foolish woman I know spiritually, you know, which is a good thing. Uh, And so the bottom line is I'm like, now, if she's doing it at 60, why am I tripping Mm -hmm. at 43? Mm -hmm. You know, because, you know, when God moves, I have, and to me, I just think that is the, that is what God requires just folk to be foolish because I'm convinced yes. God has that type of sense of humor where he'll tell you go to a city and open up a donut shop where people hate donuts. But he'll tell That's you to do truth. that because he's just going to prove who he is. Mm-hmm. And regardless mm-hmm. of what you think, God's going to do what he said he's going to do. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I look back and so, you know what, this thing was uh, a, a power move. And, I, and I'm sitting up here and I'm shaking, coming to a ladder, and I'm just like, Father, I don't know what in the world I'm going to do, but it's working out, you know, Amen. for my good. It's working out for my good. You know, it, but it's I, want to thank, I want to thank you. You know, I want to thank you, Colette, just for, you know, being an example to not just women but to young men. And like I said, I mm-hmm. think about uh, those things, and I think about, you know, how powerful y'all are just as as, as women. And I, I look at you, you know, um, I don't even look at y'all as mothers because I didn't know y'all was as old as you was. I look more like y'all was sisters. But I realized mm-hmm. that you probably could be my mother. You don't, don't want to get in. <laughs> well, uh, you know, to but, be honest with you, DL, my children are older than you. 
my son is 45, see? my daughter is 44, so my children are actually older than you. See, that's ridiculous. That's powerful. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, that's true. And so, it, and so that's what I'm saying, but it's wonderful to have, you know, uh, uh, just, you know, examples and women that's powerful and, you know, even knowing, you know, Tan and uh, just the stuff that you've uh, been through and even when um, I was going through what I was going through uh, with Brittany, how you were there, how you didn't, to me, stuff like that is, 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 is powerful. I mean, you didn't know me like that, but you brought me in, you fed me like I was your, your child, you know, and you sat there and you ministered to me and said, you know what, sometimes you told me something I didn't want to hear at the time, but God knows I'm glad you said it because you said sometimes it's just better to, to let things go. And you know what? So you don't want to hit that in the Look, don't start me to climb like on my eyelashes. I'm gonna look like a bad no. Kansas State banker. No, okay. <laughs> but I'm saying you just don't you don't you don't understand when 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 people do things in your life, they don't have a reason to do it. It's just God. But right. allowing God, you know, to use them. You know, let you know I was gonna look at her as an example of saying, you know what, this is what I need to do. Because you know what? She did it. And she's crazy mm-hmm. enough to do it. Everybody talking about I'm crazy, but I ain't as foolish as Colette. But I found out in order to get the things that I want, I have to be. Yeah. You know, and, and the bottom well, line I is mean, that in order for me to get it. to where I needed to get God, to, I needed to listen to you to say, you know what, let that go. Move on with your life. Let you God know, be the, God. The, um, Apostle Harden shared something this morning at church that really blessed me because he, he shared about that God blesses a place. He shines out on that place. Will you be in place when that curtain opens or when that light shines? And he gave the analogy of if you're in a play. Yeah, I know you've done plays. Before the curtain mm-hmm. opens, the director says places, and everybody goes and they get in their place. There's a marker on the floor so you know where to stand. If you're supposed to be sitting on a couch, you know where you're supposed to sit on that couch. Everybody has a place to be so that when that curtain opens, you're in your place and the play can begin. Well, think about this. Now, if I had had said, oh, this is crazy, I done moved back to Vegas, what do you mean you want me to come to Atlanta for six months? You know, my family is in Vegas, my husband's in Vegas. I can't do that. But I felt in my spirit that God had an appointment for me here. If I had not have been obedient to be here, I'd have missed you from the pew because I'd have been in Vegas. Right. Exactly. And then taping here next week. You see what I'm saying? And It's just timing and being in the place that God has called you to be. So we've got to, and I'm glad you opened up that DL, we've got to put fear behind us and apprehension behind us. There are times that I'd be like, okay, for real, Lord, you serious? <laughs> you know, I, I be there. But I have learned, I, I've learned to say, okay, if this is you, thus, thus, and thus will be in place. You know what I'm saying? I have learned to put my fleeces out there because I never want to move in haste because, you know, because I've gotten to a place of being fearless in the Lord, I don't want that to be used against me. So it's like, okay, Father, if this is you and this is your will, then such and such. You know what I'm saying? And and it's not things that are just really crazy out of the way. But the first thing, the very first thing is that my husband has to be in agreement with me, you know, because we are one. So if he is not in agreement, then to me that means that there's a flag there. You know, there are different things that, that we, we walk through, you know, that we make sure it's of God. You know, now sometimes, and Sam will tell you, my husband will agree with me thinking I'm out my mind and it ain't going to never happen, and I'll be dead serious, and next thing he look up and he on the road somewhere. But <laughs> if I come to you, I'm coming to you. I, I, can, I can vouch you know. for that, everyone, in, in America, yes. <laughs> You know, I'm real with it, and, and I, I because I never want to miss my appointed time. God, if you and here's the thing with God and DL, you're I'm sure you're learning this as you're stepping out more and more in faith with the Lord. 
he will make provision for the vision. Wherever he said and ordained for you to be, he is going to provide for you to be there. It may not be in the manner of which you thought the provision was going to come, but nevertheless, the provision will be there. So God takes care of his own. You know, so we have to get beyond the fear of the dream, of how the enormity of what he has given us to do. There are things right now that's on my horizon that I'm going, wow, Lord, you know, that I know it's of him, and I can see where the enemy will try to fight me in certain places for me to ascend to where God has me. But a few weeks ago I went to a conference, and and, and the conference was about acceleration. And I'm listening, and, and I'm the kind, I'm going to have to decipher between your spirit and the spirit of God, whoever's speaking, especially if I don't know you, because I don't trust the word in you unless God bears witness with me. But one of the things that was said at the conference was about acceleration. And this is the time for acceleration. And I clearly heard the Lord say, I am speaking this over your life. Because there were some other things that was being said that I didn't bear witness with, but he said, I am speaking acceleration over your life. So when you hear a sure word from God, you stand on that word and you continually decree and declare that word. Now, some things have happened over the past two weeks that would have tried to cause me to shudder and say, you know, well, maybe, you know, that I, I'm back at that wall again, that I, I thought this was going to happen and it didn't happen and whatever, whatever. But quickly, just as, just as quick as the enemy tried to bring those thoughts to my mind, I'm like, uh-uh, hold up, hold up. God, you said you were speaking acceleration over my life. So I trust you in the things of you will accelerate in my life. And if it's not of you, I don't want no part of it anyway. And you mm-hmm. have to get to that place in him. You have to. Where you believe him. What did he say? You know, Tanya, you have had to evolve to a place of not believing the naysayers, not believing those that said what you would never be. I was told the same thing. I was told I was going to die early. I was told, you know, that I would never amount to anything. Look at me. I had children at 14 and 16 years old. You know, who was I to think that I could ever accomplish anything in life? In, in statistics, I was supposed to be on welfare for the rest of my life, but that was statistics. That was not the will of God for my life. So we have to get to that place of ascension into the things of God. You know, I don't care what who said. What did God say? Who are they? They said, who are they? Because I don't trust they. I trust him. And that's where you have to get. I'm going to be quiet. That's powerful, sir. That's powerful, you know, because I've always admired you because, you know, people will go, work on that. You know what I'm saying? She's going to be in New York. Work on that. Washington. Work on that. She'd be in Europe somewhere. And I've always used to go, man, that's, that's, no, it's the truth because that faith, though. You always had a, a faith walk in that sense. And, I, and, you know, and what people need to know is the only pre- the only thing that limits us in life, I'm finding out at this age, it, I thought I should have learned it younger, but everything happens for a reason. The only thing that limits mm-hmm. us is ourselves. Yes. We limit ourselves. Yes. And mm-hmm. one thing that I'm learning now is, is that <clears throat> I tell people now, you have to believe in yourself. You cannot expect yes. everybody to come around and be your cheerleader because you, if mm-hmm. you have a vision or a plan, you're not going to always mm-hmm. get cheerleaders. And a lot of times it's not meant for you to tell anybody your vision or your plan because God has taken you on a faith walk or wherever you have to journey to. So mm. this morning I was walking in the store and um, one lady said, how are you today? And I said, I'm awesome. And I heard her, she was walking off. She go, wow, awesome. And I turned around and I said, well, let me ask you a question. What type of God do you serve? And she said, excuse oh, me. I said, what type of God do you serve? Is, what is he? Is he mediocre? She said, no. I said, what is he? She said, he's awesome. I said, then if you serve that same God, how come you're not awesome? Because, see, I didn't tell everybody. See, they look at me. I remember telling them about what I went through with my daughter at work. They looked at me and said, see, here you are. We see you walking around smiling all the time and and thanking God and giving him praise. You don't care who. And then you didn't even know that you were really going through something. No, you don't have Mm. to know that you're going through anything. But it's the God that I serve that I have to know that whatever it is, it's going to be all right. 
You know, if you guys followed us on the show, you know, my daughter ran away several times and was doing crazy things. It was just unspeakable. But let me tell Mm -hmm. you how good God is. He is a God of peace, even in the Mm -hmm. midst of a storm. And I didn't even know those times he was sending her away from me just to get me back right, just to put Mm. me back on right. He will do that for you. And people go, what? He will do that for you. He will do that thing for you. So I'm just excited because all the times I realize she's coming back home. Thank you, Jesus. And now I'm I'm ready to embrace her. I'm ready to embrace her because one thing I thank God for, for that moment he gave me, he was allowing me to forgive myself for my past Mm. mistakes, myself for the things I've done. See, we can always say, um, God forgive us, and such and such forgave us, but do you forgive yourself? Because that Mm. has a lot to do with the reason why a lot of times we're not going forward in our walk that God has for us. He's still saying, I didn't forgot it. I didn't put it in the sea of forgetfulness. Mm-hmm. And here you are, mm-hmm. you're still, you still in it. That's why you're not going anywhere. That's why you're not doing anything. So I, I'm, I'm going to say today, don't give up on anything. And also realize something, people. It's God's will in the end. He still has the final say. And see, when you, if you don't read your word, and if you don't pray, and if you don't sit in quiet time and listen, then you really don't know what God's will is. And a lot of times our things don't come to pass because it's not God's will, it's ours. Mm. Period. I'm mm. done. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no, that mm. was good. That was good. You know, I mean, I know even for you, DL, you know, you have, you, you've gone through so much over for the past eight years that I've known you. You've gone through, or 10 years, 10 years that I've known you, you've gone through so much. You went through two marriages and, and issues and this and that and the other, but yet and still, God has still kept your dream in front of you. There might have been a time that you walked and, and you kind of put it on the shelf for a moment because you felt, you know, in survival mode and you needed to do this, that, and the other, but he still always kept it in front of you, you know, so that's, that's the power of you knowing it being God. You know, he called you to this ministry. He called you to this platform, and you got to keep that. Well, I, I, I think in, in, in all honesty, I, as I grow, I can't speak for anybody else, but as I grow, I realize that um, when you, a lot of people go through life trying to figure out what their purpose is. Um, mm-hmm. Fortunately, um, I found out what mine was. Um, and, uh, you know, it's basically, you know, you, you change people's lives. Pretty much all of our purpose has has to be lined up with kingdom, you know, for whatever yes. it is. It may be different um, facets of the kingdom, but it's, it's really kingdom building and building people um, and, 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 and blessing people in some form or fashion for the kingdom of God. Um, yes. But yes. I realize that if I don't do purpose or if I don't hold on to uh, the, the the dream Then what happens is that I feel incomplete mm. Regardless of what's going on In my life If you know life can happen But I have to get back the, to, to purpose because If I don't I don't I know something is wrong Something is off And therefore it's almost like um, You know when they say you're looking for love In all the wrong places Mm-hmm, well, a lot of times mm-hmm. people are trying to trying to fill these holes or these voids in our life with 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 women, men, drugs, or whatever, because they know something is missing. Well, that thing that is missing is God, which and and in God is your purpose. And so, therefore, I have to hold fast to my dreams, regardless of what goes on or what happens, because th- this is this is the thing. The enemy is coming. Whether you want to, mm-hmm. or not. you know right. that you know is 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 coming. So you know there is going to 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 be um, a fight, you know, and um and, and it takes me back to even what I was talking about about being dogged. I said there is something that is significant when when Jesus called the woman a dog. I said a lot of people missed it because people were like that's the worst thing he can call it because that's the worst thing you can call a female today is a a dog. You know, mm-hmm, we say other words, mm-hmm. but I said, but mm-hmm. you have to see what Jesus was saying and look beyond 
that. I said, what you got to realize is that, have you ever watched a scary movie? In a scary movie, when the monster is coming, there is always a dog barking. Because the dog realizes that there is danger that's getting ready There's to come. danger. Mm-hmm. I said, so there, mm-hmm. so there is warning in the dog. I said, now go and look in the Bible when it talks about Gideon. When when Gideon was choosing the people for his battle, God said, choose the ones that lappeth like a dog. Why? Because when a dog lappeth water, his eyes is always up so he can see you coming. You can never sneak up mm. on a dog because when he lapped, wow. he looked up. While he's laughing, I said, and then look at Lazarus when he was laying at the rich man gate. It talked about the dogs coming and licking his wounds. So, therefore, you ever seen a dog get cut? The, the thing that he does to heal himself is he licks himself. So, now you have three mm-hmm. characteristics in a dog. There's a, the, the devil is coming. So, God says you need warning because there's always warning for destruction. That's the one thing that's in the dog. All right, but when the enemy mm-hmm. comes, you got to have fight because it talked about when they threw Bathsheba from uh, the tower or the, the window, the dog came and ripped their flesh apart. So there is a fight that must happen. So there's a warning, there's a fight that must happen. And then after you fight and you go through all the battles, you must learn how to self heal. Don't wait for nobody to heal you. Stop waiting for the preacher to go up to you and heal yourself. You got to go and heal yourself. You always talk about, Lord, I got to have the pastor pray for me. You better pray for yourself because God put that in you. He put warning, fight, and healing all within you to withstand the battles of the enemy. And then when you look at a dog, look at it back. Look at it backwards. The word backwards, dog, is God. You are a God, a small G, not big G. So understand mm-hmm. that we are air and joint air. So we are little gods on this earth. That's why he said you're the head and not the tail, the lender, not the borrower, mm-hmm. above and not beneath, because we're supposed to be as God on this earth, not big God, little God. Warning, fight, mm-hmm. healing, and walk in your purpose mm-hmm. as uh, the air and joint air that God has called you to be. That's powerful. Awesome. I think we need to get back in that pool pit. Yeah, but that's that's real. That's real. And I had never looked at a dog in that manner, but you were so right. You were so right. You know, and, and and the dog is very loyal, you know, very, very loyal. Right. Awesome. Well, God is, God is, you know, he, I believe he prepares us. And we talked kind of briefly, I think um, Val had brought this up last night about being on the backside of the mountain. We all have to be prepared for what God is bringing us into you know, and there's that time of preparation. Um, I spoke about this a little while ago on my Kingdom Empowerment Nugget. It, it is like as the, the time of gestation is when, like, the baby is being formed in the mother's womb, and, you know, and all these things have to come together. If that baby is pushed out too soon, every her the vital organs are not fully formed. The, the brain is not fully in place like it needs to be. So there is a time that we have to understand understand that, you know, the things, the legs and the arms of your dream is coming together, but it has to, to be in that, that time of development. While we're in that time of development, that's that time when you do all your research. That's the time when, you know, you count up the cost of the dream. That's the time when you get people, places, and things in place for the dream. So, you know, don't just let the dream die or just sit up on the shelf. We, the, the title of our show today is Keeping the Dream Relevant. You want to keep it relevant. You want to do your research. You know, is there someone else out there with a similar dream, something, a, a product out in the marketplace that's similar to yours? Research that product. How can you make it better? You know, you don't want to just compete. You want to make it better. And especially as a child of God, he has given you the ability to whatever your hands touch, you make it better. Okay? It may be something even on the the job that you're currently working, and you might be um, thinking of going into that same type of business. Study the business. 
understand the ups and the downs, what can be done better, not to flap off, you know, or to say how you could run things better than the boss is running them, but you do it so that when God releases you into your expansion, you have a plan. Vital, vital. If you fail to plan, you plan to fail. You know, so keeping your dream relevant does not mean just letting it lie dormant. Do what you need to do. The word of God says faith without work is dead, okay? You've got to work this thing. It's not just that our osmosis drop down from heaven and it's all good. You know, he can provide for you in the midst of the dream. He can send blessings your way. He can put favor on it. But you still have work to do to see that dream come into fruition. So you never want to forget that. What is that noise in the background? Oh, I'm sorry. That was my air conditioning. My fault. I was getting hot. Okay, I was ready to say it's not me. <laughs> I was like, yeah, first time it's not me. <laughs> you know, you know what, though, I love what you say. I, I want to say this. I remember when I first got pregnant with my daughter and my last child. And I remember my doctor was a devout Catholic, and I probably said this story before, but it, I feel like it's meant for me to say it again. Just something that you said, Elder, that really made me just spark. It sparked. And I remember she didn't say anything to me when she told me she was pregnant. I was older in my 40s. And I remember she went out the room and she came back. She just, with this look on her face, she put this note in my hand and she folded my hand up. She went in her office and, didn't, and was done seeing me. She didn't even want to see me when I left. And that was unusual. I remember opening it up and I seen a number, too. It was a doctor. And it was an abortion doctor. And I remember the first person that I called was my sister in Christ. My sister was Elder Corlett. And I said, sis, I remember, if you remember this, sis, I was crying. And I said, oh, my God, my doctor is a devout Catholic, don't even believe in abortion. And she gave me the number to an abortion doctor. And I said, what do I do? Because I knew that the person at the time, the person that I was pregnant by, I probably did not have no business even trying to even trying to have a child by him. But I remember El Clark saying this to me. Tanya, you know what God promised you, because everybody I wanted a son, never had a son. She said, you don't know what this could be, but if you get rid of this child, you would abort the dream that God has already had. Because one thing the devil cannot do is give life. Now, even though I had her, and oh boy, whew. and I've gone through some things, but I truly believe in my heart. I look at her now, and as much as she's taking me through, tears still roll down my eyes because I could have aborted her. If I would have aborted her, would I have been closer to God? I believe I would not have been. I believe I would have been dead. So for whatever reason that God had her and had me to have her for the purpose of being it's because it's still a reason and it's still a vision. And even though your story may be going a certain way, you cannot take bit, bits and pieces out of that story to try to make it turn out the way you think it should. One good thing about it is God is the author of all of our books. And I believe he still gives us a choice. And thank you, Jesus, for that. But I believe in my heart he knows the beginning and the end. We're just walking through it. So all I'm saying is it doesn't a baby when you're pregnant. If you love that child, you wouldn't abort that child. You would have that child, not knowing what the outcome may be. God forbid, sometimes you have women that have babies, something's wrong with them. You have women that have babies with no arms, no legs. I've heard them all. I've seen it all. But if you hung in there and you love that, that's like loving your dreams. Don't give up on your dreams. Your child may have come out with one arm, and what I'm saying is your vision right now don't even look like it's come together. You see one piece over here, another piece over there, another piece over there. But all I'm saying to you is God is the potter, and we are the clay. Jesus is the potter. We are the clay. We don't tell him how to make us. He said, why do you tell me how do I fashion thou? Why are you trying to tell me how to make you when I created you from the very breath of me? So we're all coming to the end of time, but I want to say this to whoever's listening out there. Don't give up. When we say an abort, that means like an abortion. 
And once it's severed, it can be no more. But keep holding on to that very thing and love it like you love Christ. And I guarantee you, he will bring that thing to pass. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Well, I was telling the end of that. I I called my my mother yesterday, and um, I I, I told her, um, I said, Mom, you know, I just, um, and and what you have to understand the history of me and my mother. Me and my mother really didn't have a good relationship until she got saved. Um, I don't know if she realizes that, but um, she told me uh, yesterday when I I was calling her was it yesterday yesterday or day before yesterday. Um, I called her and I told her this is my my vision and and my dream and God has put me in that is that I I asked her I said how much money will it take. Uh, for me to be able to take care of your bills And she told me And I told her I declared I said by September I'm going to have that money in your account Every month I don't want you to worry about anything mm-hmm. Because that's the position that God is going to put me in So I said that to say this Has it happened? No But I believe God for it Because of what he said yeah. And holding on to mm-hmm. your your dreams Your purpose And your vision. And my mom said something to me that was so powerful. She said, I thank God. She says, even if it doesn't happen, I said, no, it's going to happen. She said, Mm -hmm. the very fact of where we've come from and you wanting to do that for me has totally blessed me today. She said, I'm sitting here with tears in my eyes because she's like, I just can't believe years ago I didn't know your heart. Now, listen to what she said. She said, I didn't know your heart years ago until you went through your divorce. She said, that's when mm. I seen who you were. Wow. So wow. I divorced. That's powerful. That's powerful. <laughs> she said, I did not. She said, I never knew your heart. She said, I didn't know you was that good of a man until I seen you go through your divorce. Wow. And she says, I pray God that he does it for you, and I'm alive when he does it. I said, well, Mama, you just got to hold on to September. Mm. <laughs> you know what? You know, the storyline goes, sometimes the very thing that we think is a, a curse in our lives can be a blessing. And the very thing that's a absolutely. blessing can be a curse. Because I'm hearing you, mm-hmm. Elder, when you were talking about some things and, you know, in certain oppositions. It's always going to be something. People have to realize mm-hmm. that because I didn't. And again, I tell people I call myself the fairy tale Christian. See, when you when Christ started dealing with me young, I didn't I didn't understand the, the power of his of everything until it's until it's not there. And then when he allows you to see certain things again, you realize, oh Lord, how powerful he truly is. He never told mm-hmm. you that you wouldn't go through anything. You heard what DL was saying. Even though through one or two divorces, his mother had to say. But it wasn't if that was his purpose to do it the way that it did. Because, see, sometimes I believe that we can step out of line, too, and try to say, hold up, Jesus. Let me start writing this story right now. I don't like the way you're doing this. Let me mm. hold up. Let me hold the pencil. I'm going to do I don't, mm. I don't want you to say I got to go through this. I don't want you to say I got to lose this. I don't want you to say that these people got to leave me. I don't want you to tell me I might got to get sick. I don't know. I don't, let's erase all that. Now, mm. she lives happily mm-hmm. ever after. Well, let me tell you something, what my pastor said. You go to Burger King right now, and you get to telling them to hold the pickles and hold the mustard, a little bit of lettuce and a little bit of this. Well, when you get up to the lane, I'll tell you this. They're going to take your money and tell you to pull up ahead, and we'll bring it out to you. So with some people out there, you got to keep holding on to your dreams. When you have special designing parts of those dreams, you got to wait a little bit longer sometimes for them to come mm-hmm. back. Or you can just trust God and say, thou will be done. I love you guys. I love you. This has been a powerful, powerful show. I thank God for it. And I'm so glad we're back. I missed this. I did. I missed this. Me too. Me too. We are at the end. We are at the end. I love you, love you, love you, DL. You and I got to get together this week so we can meet up at the studio on Saturday. Don't worry because I'm trying to get off. I might be seeing y'all. Stop it. Oh, good. Good, good, good. good, 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 good. You know, I'm going to find somebody. It would only be fitting. It would only be fitting for you to be there. Giving away a gift. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, somebody, anybody can have it. <laughs> I love you okay, guys, well, man. Love we y'all love too, and we'll guys. get together this week. Just call me. Love I'm, you, a, I'm available Absolutely. at any time. All right. Okay. Everybody, All right. God be blessed. Have an incredible week. We'll be back with you next Sunday evening, 5 p.m. God bless you. Let's keep it real.